Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back to the Be Unbound podcast. I am your host, David Rethemeyer, joined as always by my co-host, Abraham Chen. This is an episode of Pursuits, where we get to sit down with some awesome alumni of the Unbound program to hear about their experiences in a particular career or hobby field. Abe, who are we talking with today? Well, to talk about that, David, I have a question for you. Oh, what does okay. this song Levels by Avicii, Asian college students, and Ben Affleck all have in common? Oh my goodness, that that is a very <laughs> seemingly <laughs> random uh, collection of things. I have absolutely no idea. I wanted your genuine reaction. I did not tell him before we started rolling. <laughs> but all these things have helped shape our perception of accountants. We are talking with the numbers people today. So <laughs> uh, we will name drop levels. If you are a big Avicii fan, uh, we are talking about the down to earth details of what accounting is. We are joined by some of our alumni as well as students, the great Tim Fisher. I'm sure you've heard him or seen him around the community. Uh, we have Riley Moss. We have Janie Frobenshire like OGs coming back to talk about their careers in accounting. So good conversation ahead. Well, I'm very much looking forward to uh, being in on the joke here. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy the episode. And we are live. Guys, welcome on to the Beyond Bound podcast. So happy you guys are here. We are ready to talk about accounting. So I'll have you guys... Uh, Tell us where um, you guys are with Unbound, uh, what years you were involved, as well as uh, how you guys got started in accounting. Hopefully something quick uh, to get us started. Let's start with Riley. Sure. Tell us about yourself. Yeah. Well, I've been part of the Unbound community for about eight years, which is really hard to believe. Um, went to my first uh, CPE3 Apex, was my very first event. Um, so I've been graduated uh, with my bachelor's for about five years now, but still very involved in the alumni community. Um, still have a few oddball leadership positions here and there, get pulled into Apex craziness. Um, and I absolutely love it. So yeah, eight years. It's hard to believe. Time flies. <laughs> I have to say that Again, if you're listening to this and you're around the community, you might know Riley for literally like a million other hats. And you might be surprised to find her on this podcast. And I very much said to her, uh, I want you on because you are an amazing accountant with this role. And hey, another hat that uh, you wear. So I'm glad you're here. Excited to hear more. And hopefully people are learning more about Dawson Riley. So let's go. Tim, you can go next. Yeah, my name is Tim, and I joined the Unbound community back in 2017 when I was still at Merit. That was when I started as a student. Didn't really get in, involved in the in-person community until 2020 when I went to Apex Spark in Indiana. And that was just the catalyst that set off a whole bunch of events that led to Ellie persuading me to apply for cabinet in 2021, which I did. And... Then, after another series of events and a few conversations with the right people, Jonathan ended up hiring me to join the company in 2022. So I just dove into the deep end right away, and today I work as Unbound's controller and senior accountant. Absolutely no stranger to the podcast with your role with Cabinet and everything else. And, I mean, hey, most people will know you from your uh, rising action star career, so... 
Yes. Um, very glad to have you on. Allegedly the most interesting accountant out there. So we'll see about that tonight. Ooh, Ooh, to I, don't know about that. That? I don't know about that. Jeannie and I might fight <laughs> for that title. <laughs> I'm sensing stiff competition on this drama. call today, but um, it, it's oh, something yeah. exactly. I'm glad to Yes, you have to show your worth. Last, definitely not least, uh, Janie, tell us about yourself. Hey, yeah. So I'm Janie. When I was in College Plus, my last name was Janie Harris, um, but now it's Frobisher, which is pretty unique. I think there are only 20 some of us in the North uh, Americas. And um, I'm from Kansas, and I was involved in College Plus and Unbound um, in like 2013 to 2016, 17-ish. So. Very cool. Very cool. So upperclassman for me, uh, Janie to me is like, yes, again, someone who got like almost basically got me into community, someone I look up to. So, so glad you are back with us uh, here on the podcast, talking to the next generation, hopefully. Um, yeah. So let's talk about accounting. Um, I'm not going to lie. Uh, when I told the rest of the team early on that we were going to do an episode on accounting, they're like, oh, okay. Numbers, cool. So, <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys have had this, um, just like, huh, what, like, is that really uh, something that's deep and interesting? And again, we are here on this uh, episode of Pursuits to dissuade that, uh, that notion. So, tell us a little bit about how you guys got into accounting. Like, what was, was there initial interest or, or, Okay, so I can kick off and just say, like, I never thought I would do something with accounting. I think if 16-year-old mm -hmm. me knew that I was working for an accounting company and actually, like, working with numbers, she would probably cry about it a little bit. Um, so I didn't <laughs> plan to get into accounting, um, but I kept finding myself doing some accounting work along the way. Um, when I graduated from college, I was working in like pulling and statistics. And then after I moved back to Kansas, I was um, doing like payroll services and um, things like that. And so then when I found, you know, my current position, it seemed like, okay, I'm not exactly sure what I'm delving into here, but we're going to just be courageous and, and go for it. So definitely. Tim, how about you? I had a really interesting start in the world of accounting and kind of like Janie, a 16 year old me would have, would have known where I'd be at today. I don't know that I'd be that happy, uh, but Really, I got started in it from a very grassroots level. There was, I was in construction at the time. I wanted to get out of construction. That was what my family had done for as long as I can remember. And after doing construction for about three years, uh, working on and off, I just knew it wasn't for me. And I didn't want to spend the rest of my life swinging a hammer. So um, always had a, a bit of a knack for numbers and enjoyed details. And there was this guy in church who ran a management firm and he was looking for just an entry-level accountant and just took a chance with me. I had no technical training. This was before I was in college. And he just took a chance, hired me on, and taught me the initial uh, you know, accounting basics just from what he knew and got me started in QuickBooks and all that fun stuff. So it was a very grassroots approach. And then as I got through my college degree, um, obviously got some technical training under my belt. Um, until I got to where I am today. So that was the 
entrance into it. And I'd say that I discovered the love for numbers along the way, not at the start, because at the start, the, the learning curve was so steep. I was, I was just constantly overwhelmed with frustration because I didn't understand what was going on. And it wasn't until about three years in that I was doing accounting on a regular basis that I was suddenly taking my college courses and I was just sweating my way through intermediate accounting, just wanting to throw my laptop and the textbook out the window in front of the next semi that came by. I just hated it. And all at once stuff started clicking and I started getting the principles of accounting and not just the actual data and the details of it and the clicking buttons and, you know, all that stuff. I started to understand why accounting works the way it does. And that's when it started to come alive for me. So it's been a, a really fun journey since that point, but it was a lot of hard work getting there. Yeah. I would say similar to Janie. Yeah. Similar to Janie, I would, I would have probably been very surprised by the idea of, you know, sitting at a desk and, uh, being, being a boring accountant um, as, as a little girl. I, I always loved organization. I loved teaching. Um, I loved numbers, but I didn't quite put that together. It was actually my coach, um, Amanda Barnard. She was my coach all the way through College Plus um, and my degree. And uh, I think she had a sister who was working towards her CPA. And I think she saw some similar tendencies in me and the strengths um, that I had. And so she, I was heading for just a business management degree. Um, and she said, well, you're going to have to take accounting anyway. Why don't we move that up a little bit in your degree plan? And I think you, I think you might like this. And I was like, no, I'm going to hate it. Like I will, we can just get it out of the way, but I'm not going to like it. Um, and this was like probably 10th grade, I think around this time. Um, and so it was the end of May and we were like in full swing. I was actually in a, a theater production. We were closing out regular school year stuff. Um, and I procrastinated on my accounting course. And so we get down to like the last two weeks of my straighter line course. And I have the entire course to finish in two weeks. And I did accounting like all day, every day for two solid weeks. And I loved it. And by the end of it, I was like, if that had been biology, I would have jumped off a cliff. <laughs> like I could, I just, I would have hated it. Um, and so the fact that I enjoyed it so much, I think was kind of the final like click of like, oh, this might actually be something to look into a little bit more. Um, and so we explored around the area, found a local firm, and I basically just shadowed them for about three months and did I just filed, you know, papers and, you know, added up numbers on my little machine and just kind of got the feel of could I do this on a daily basis? Um, and that was really, really helpful in kind of giving me the final push towards, yes, we're changing our major. We're going to we're going to jump into this. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> there you go. And Riley, let's let's keep on that for a second. Um, the whole point of this show, hopefully, is to also dive into the nuts and bolts, the on the ground stuff with your career, uh, what are some of the pros and cons? As you've worked through college and now you've been in the field for a little bit, what are some of the cool things and some of the things that you did not expect going in? Mm, that's a really good question. Um, I think it'll be interesting. I'm curious to hear what Tim and Janie have to say about this, if we have some similar pros and cons. Um, I think for me personally, um, both Janie and I work for the same company and it's remote. And so one of the biggest pros is that we can take our laptops with us. And if we have Wi-Fi, we can work. Um, and that's really a big, a big benefit uh, to being able to just take it with you. Um, obviously, not every accounting job is like that, uh, but ours is. And that's really a huge blessing, um, especially if you like to travel or do things like that. Um, probably the biggest con is that it is very monthly. 
And so you don't, like, we kind of have a running joke that like, as an accountant, you don't buy a house, you don't have a baby, you don't schedule any vacations. Like the first week of the month is just off limits. Like you just don't do anything else the first week of the month besides, you know, closing out and cleaning up all, all the prior month transactions. So yeah, Tim and Janie, what do you guys think here? Am I, am I off, off beat on here in any of that? No, I know for me, like some of the cons that came to mind were like traditional accounting. It seems like there's such a stigma with accounting of like, oh, it's so boring. Like it's so nerdy. It's so monotonous. And I'm like, I don't really see that. Um, but it is kind of a little bit of a stigma. And then I think something that has applied for me is just um, accounting can be a bit high stakes with um, other people's money and um, high high quantities, high volume sometimes of like, hey, you have to pay this out and it's a really large amount um, or you have to expect this deposit and make sure that it's all coded right. Like, um, yeah, that's that's something that can weigh on a person just a little bit. Um, and I think as long as you have a good support, it's probably not a negative thing. But um, if if you find that to be intimidating, like I would say you're not alone. Um, but I think there are some pros too. like accounting work can look great on a resume um, and it can show that you're really trustworthy. If people trust you with their money, then um, that's like one of the most, you know, sacred things in our culture, it seems like. And then um, accounting is something that's super, you know, detail oriented and it's a really good way to grow some skills, especially if like you think that um, you like organization, that you like detail, that you like um, things to be, you know, tidy. So those are some things that I've kind of like learned about myself as I've, I've gone on. So. Yeah. Okay. Quick time out. Abe, can I reference a YouTube music video? Sure. I don't see why not. Okay. And also I need to, I, I'm not sure. Do you know, um, you know who Avicii is, right? Oh yes. Mm -hmm. Is that, is that how you pronounce the name? Avicii? I, I'm yeah. not hundred percent certain. I, that's yes. how I've always pronounced it. Yes. So I wanted to, I wanted to shout out one of his music videos because I always have to tie this into like the boring account stereotype. <laughs> so if it's cool, I'm going to do that. Please do. Yeah. So pros and cons of accounting. I'd say some of the cons that I have come across is first of all, data entry can be really tedious. Um, it's the day in, the day out, in the in the trenches, so to speak. Um, where you're just keying data a lot. That was how I cut my teeth in accounting. And after doing that for four straight years, I was really getting burned out. And so it was, it's hard to see the big level vision side of accounting when you're so down in the details that you're just keying data every day. So the tedious part of it, that can certainly be a problem. And then there was also the dealing with the just complexity of regulations because there there's a ton of stuff going on if you're dealing in sales tax, income tax is obviously kind of another ball game. That was something I thankfully never got into, but dealt a lot with sales tax and there's just a mind boggling amount of regulation to work around. So again, pretty tedious stuff. Uh, but still there's, there's a lot of pros like Riley and Janie mentioned about remote work. That's one of my favorite parts about it. Just being able to pack up, spend a week in Colorado with friends and still get my work done. Um, not having to clock into nine to five has been one of my favorite parts of the job. Um, and then also there's a, a thing with, I'm also a runner, so I'm, I'm really like physical fitness and there's a thing called a runner's high where, you know, if you get out and you stretch yourself, you run, you feel great. And 
I also like to think that there's something called an accounting high, which is usually something that happens after you fix an astronomical mess. Yes. Or somebody hands you some type of accounting mess. It's either a spreadsheet or, you know, some, a QuickBooks file or something that's just an absolute disaster. Nobody can make sense of it. And it's your job to spend hours and hours of your precious life trying to figure out what went wrong and setting it right. And during the time when I'm setting it right, there are usually points where I want to go jump off a cliff, but then I just pull back, eat some chocolate, and keep going. And at the end, once it's done and all the numbers line up, it's, it's just such an amazing feeling when you can just add numbers and they all match and everything is categorized neatly. And you can go back and you can explain to management or the owners what's going on, what happened, and then you can help them with a clear plan forward. I also have to insert one last thing here about the cons of accounting because, as I said, it can be tedious. And this is exemplified really, really well in Avicii's music video levels. If you haven't seen that yet, you really need to go on YouTube and watch it because that's the accounting stereotype I am totally wanting to break. You might not know the music video though, and it had a surprising twist to it um, and features like uh, the, the stereotypical dry accountant out of the 80s, the beige suit, the big glasses, parted hair, everything. And I watched that video and I thought, you know, after four years of doing nothing but keying data, this is very much what my job feels like. And so that was a part of the inspiration of seeing how can I bring creativity into accounting? How can I actually make this interesting and break the stereotype that all accountants are dry and boring and just sit behind, you know, green desks all day, punching numbers and old computers. That's, that's just not the direction. So if you haven't seen that yet, go watch that music video and you'll understand what I'm talking about. 100%. I'm going to give you, uh, you know, a little behind the scenes secret here. If you're listening, I mean, I have headphones and I am blasting levels in my headphones right now. So that's another perk right there. <laughs> you record remotely. But okay, so I love how we touched on this um, image of accounting. And I'm wondering about that. So let's give our listeners a very general description of what you guys do. Because some of the other uh, career fields that we've had on pursuits, uh, some of it generally seems decently straightforward. Let's say we've talked to uh, EMS or even, even let's say real estate, right? And people kind of have an idea of what they do. But when it comes to accounting, uh, it's so fascinating that people already have this stereotypical levels, you know, music video image of what that is. So give us uh, a picture of what accounting is on the daily. Like, what does that look like? Um, what do you do uh, on a day-to-day -day basis? Is it as interesting or boring as they say? So, Riley, how about let's start with you this time? Yeah. Well, I know for a fact that all three of us are going to give you pretty different answers because um, we all kind of have different facets of accounting. And honestly, I think that's one of the beauties of accounting that people don't realize. Um, I think that stigma is everybody sits at a desk, you all punch in numbers, and they all do the same thing. Um, and that's very much not the case. Um, accounting has a lot of um, kind of facets to it. Um, and if you have, you know, particular strengths in one area, you might kind of be funneled into that area, or you might find yourself enjoying maybe one area more than more than others. Um, 
For me personally, um, I run the accounts payable department of a large company uh, that sells electrical transformers. And so my main responsibilities are making sure that we pay people and that they are, you know, getting supplies in on time. Um, obviously, if you don't pay people, you can't get the supplies that you need uh, to build things, to send them out, to ship things. Um, so kind of making sure that vendors are happy. Uh, so there's a lot of relationship, actually, um, that's baked into my particular uh, piece of accounting. And that's what I love uh, probably the most is not only uh, communication with our vendors and going above and beyond in my communication with them to make sure that they understand I'm a real person behind the screen. I want to get them paid. I'm not withholding their money, dangling it in front of them. Like My job is to make sure that they're getting what they need. Um, and then the internal communication with uh, with my team to make sure that they are you know receiving the supplies on the other end. Or if we had a payment that got lost and you know something's not coming in on time, kind of communicating with them and figuring out what's going wrong there. So that's kind of what my my day-to-day -day, uh, entails is a lot of communication, uh, tracking things and paying things. So yeah, I don't have to deal with as much incoming money as Jamie probably does. Uh, but yeah, a lot, of, a lot of money going out the door for me in particular. Yeah, I can hop in. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so I work um, in trust accounting, which is I'm pretty specific to the property management industry. So uh, management companies have rent come in and they collect a management fee off of those rents. And then their responsibility is to pay that rent income out to individual owners. So um, a lot of money comes in at the beginning of the month, um, bills and fees and stuff get paid out. And then whatever's left has to get paid out to um, the owners. And so just making sure that um, the the company that has their clients, um, that they're handling the funds responsibly. Um, and yeah, that everybody gets paid on time. Like Riley said, you know, that's, that's a huge priority, just making sure that the money goes where it's supposed to. Um, and I would agree and just ditto what Riley said. I think one of my favorite parts of the job is the um, just relationship management and uh, getting to know my clients because they're all very entrepreneurial, very um, different, and also getting to work with my team. I have an amazing team of people and it's 100% a collaborative effort to get everything done on time. So um, yeah, big shout out to them. Yeah, 100%. Tim, any thoughts? Yeah, I come from the world of small business. So my almost my entire accounting history has been as a generalist, which just means I get to wear a ton of hats and I'm not sure which one I'm best at. Um, I've done everything from, you know, your typical like payroll, um, bank reconciliations, uh, truing up books at the end of the month, sending out reports, just the general accounting stuff that everybody's known for making sure that the payables are taken care of, the receivables, all that stuff. And then of course, in the world of small business, accounting usually gets lumped in with HR. And so I've dealt a lot with HR over the years too, where it's been like hiring, onboarding people, um, processing employment paperwork, all that fun stuff. Um, developed somewhat of a specialty in filing sales tax, just because that was something I was willing to tackle in my one company and the one company I worked for and just developed a, a bit of a specialty in that over the years. Can't say it's a preference, but it is something that I am pretty good at and pretty proud of that because I worked really, really hard to get there. Um, so 
still today, my role is as a generalist uh, with my title as controller. That is a title only. Uh, what I do in real life is much broader than that. But it has transitioned from just a lot of the, the data entry that goes on on a day-to-day -day basis, and it's gone to the higher levels of accounting, which I really appreciate. So I work a lot more with budgets and forecasting these days, uh, which is a ton more fun because I love vision. And I always say that my goal as a controller is to connect our company's vision to our numbers. Um, kind of a funny side note, you guys know this well, if somebody asks you what you do and you tell them, I'm an accountant, it takes about 0.5 seconds for their eyes to glaze over as they kind of give you that smile and say, hmm, I'm glad somebody likes that. And so I discovered it's much, much more fun to tell people that um, I connect my company's vision to our numbers and then they always ask, hey, well, what does that look like? And then I get to explain what my job is. It's not the stereotypical accountant. It's actually working with vision and numbers and putting those together. Um, and then being able to tell our company's story through the numbers. So that is what I get to do on a day-to-day -day basis with a really fantastic team. So big shout out to the Unbound team too. Well, we're, I'm gonna say it, we're, we're glad that you're the one handling all those things. Um, not everyone is skilled in that way. Hey everyone, David here with a brief break in the conversation to wanted to make sure let you all know about something that we have uh, brand new here in Unbound called Unbound Cohorts. Unbound Cohorts is just a group that you can join to really dive deeper into some uh, purpose-driven subjects and uh, just some discussions about topics that might interest you uh, during each month. So it features uh, covering specific topics on specific books, uh, you have discussions groups, a whole library of uh, book and content recommendations, as well as some exclusive content from Unbound as well. So if you would like to learn more about Unbound cohorts, make sure to visit beunbound.us slash cohorts. Link will be down below. Well, thank you for joining me for this brief break. Now back to the conversation. What have been some of the more interesting situations you guys have had to deal with, whether it's communication or figuring out a lot of these tangled problems? It's a long list. I'm sure we all have <laughs> multiple scenarios we can think of. Um, I think, you know, you've, you you've always got, you've always got pieces that are, uh, very heavily rooted in communication. And I think we've all touched on this a little bit, um, but I feel like communication is one of the most under-recognized pieces of accounting. And honestly, I think that the accountants that get a bad rap and fall within that stereotype are usually the ones that don't communicate particularly well. And I think that maybe contributes to part of that. Um, so not that if you're not, like if you're an introvert, still go for accounting. That's great. We need introverted accountants too. It's not, it's not like you have to be an extrovert, but I think you do have to be very intentional about your communication because like Janie said, you know, you're dealing with other people's money and it's not yours. And, you know, they're going to want to know what you're doing with it. They're going to want to know how you're handling it. What's the purpose of, you know, your transactions or like Tim said, what's the end goal? Why are you, why are you doing what you're doing in more of a long-term vision format? Um, and I think that communication is just really something that we've all probably had to learn. Um, and I can think of most of my face plant moments were communication breakdown moments where it was like, oh, 
I wasn't supposed to send out that million dollar payment until next week. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like there, there's just moments like that where you realize that, you know, going back to double check this or asking that extra question um, really goes the extra mile um, in not only making you appear that you care about what you're doing, because hopefully you do, um, but it just provides that extra level of, you know, touch in and support and, hey, I, I care about you as a person and your funds, and therefore I'm going to deal with that in a very personal, um, organized, communicative way. Um, so yeah, I would say my biggest mess ups have come around lack of communication or poor communication. And that's something that I feel like I've grown in a lot uh, in this field in particular that I maybe didn't expect to. So again, soft skills. I keep saying this on almost every pursuits episode, but truly communication is such a soft skill. Like every single industry or career field that we've talked to on pursuits, and it's been a lot has involved strong communication. So I love it. Yes. Any other stories? I think there's a saying of like, um, go where no man has gone before. And I've had a friend who said like, no, I want to go where like two or more men have gone before. And I feel that way just a little bit about accounting. Like the first time you do something, it's really intimidating. The first time you have that, you know, really large payment badge or um, you're in charge of the bank reconciliation and it has to be, you know, perfect. Or you're in charge of jumping on a phone call with a client and explaining something um, and detailing it out. Like Riley said, you have to have really solid communication and uh, make sure they understand, you know, what what you're trying to accomplish and um, understand also the language that you're using and um, whatever tools you have to communicate the the visual. Um, so I would say just, you know, the first times I've had to send out a really large payment batch, things like that. It has been uh, pretty intimidating in the past. So. Yes, I can also say that some of my favorite and least favorite stories have come from times I've made some mistakes and fell flat on my face. Um, one of my, the, the ones that always just come to mind is just after I started, again, with no experience in the accounting world, barely knew how to fill out a check. Um, my boss gave me the job of paying this one vendor and we were managing multiple companies. So, you know, I had to keep track of multiple bank accounts, multiple checks, all that fun stuff. And I thought I did everything well, you know, double check, triple check my numbers, made sure everything was good, send out, it was like an $8,000 payment or something. And, uh, you know, about a week goes by and we get a letter from the bank that said the check had bounced. And I had no idea what went on. My boss brought it in, he showed it to me and he was like, what in the world happened here? And it turned out I had written the check for the right amount to the right vendor out of the wrong company. So I basically just swapped checks and wrote it out of the wrong bank account that unfortunately didn't have the funds in it, or maybe fortunately. And it, it ended up uh, costing us a late fee and a good chunk of my ego. But since then, I also learned that in high stakes moments, and especially in dealing with large amounts of money, you know, we accountants are notorious for details and for making sure that everything is right. And so there's a probably a higher level of perfectionism among us, which is good because accounting is, again, dealing with a lot of money and especially other people's money. Want to make sure we're doing the right thing. And having said that, I also learned that even in accounting, big mistakes aren't fatal. And there's very, very little that cannot be fixed. I've never come across a problem that cannot be fixed. So... In construction, there's a saying that says that the good carpenters aren't the ones who never make mistakes. The good carpenters are the ones who know how to fix the mistakes they make so that nobody sees them. 
And in accounting, I think it's a lot the same way. I'm not saying, you know, doing anything, um, you know, below board or dishonest or anything like that. It's more like once you understand the accounting principles and processes, it's about being able to still fix the mistakes you make, learn from them and then move on. And then I'd also say, <laughs> along with what Riley said about communication, 100% true. Um, again, I think accountants get a bad rap and probably a lot of us justifiably for being um, kind of abrasive and not really knowing how to talk and how to, you know, we, we're all about details and keeping the books right and all that stuff. And so it's easy to get annoyed when people don't understand that or when, when somebody just is really messy with the way they record transactions or send in expense reports or something. So take some patience with that and then learning how to communicate, how to understand the end goal, what the end goal of accounting is, and then how to communicate that to the team is just really what makes the world of a difference. And so it's it's a big skill. If anybody is looking to get into accounting, the the skill of communication is just as important, if not more important, as the technical skill of accounting. Totally. And hold that thought. We're going to jump into that a little bit about um, talking to other possibly future accountants. I love that. Um, but now let's kind of uh, dive more into, once again, what do you guys do? I love how you guys described a lot of um, what the work looks like. So what do you think is an aspect um, of, again, maybe the day-to-day -day or maybe how you communicate with people, how the work gets done, that other people and maybe, maybe even other accountants don't really fully understand? Yeah, like what is like an mm, assumption that you wish people understood more uh, about what you do compared to, again, the many stereotypes out there? I think I can um, dive in and just say like there's so much more to accounting than being a CPA. That's all I can think of um, like in college and out of college was just like, well, if you go into accounting or you go into finance, like you're probably going to become a CPA. And um, again, there's a bit of like a stigma with that, but there's so much more to it than that. And um, like accounting we need leaders everywhere, but we also need good leaders in accounting. And probably one of my, for sure, my favorite thing about my job is um, that I manage other people in addition to like managing and overseeing accounts. And so the ability to be a coach and be a, an ear and um, be a mentor to some other people is um, just one of the best things that I think you know, I do at my job and I love it. Um, and I would want to do that even if I wasn't working in accounting. So I think um, if you have leadership skills and you're passionate about that, um, you can apply that in, in accounting if you also think you might enjoy numbers. So any other thoughts from the rest of you guys? Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that I have learned, um, we talk a lot at our company about, uh, kind of finding your unique abilities, um, and what are the things that you bring to the table that nobody else does. Um, and I think that, you know, even when you look at a, a, an entire team of accountants, we are all wildly different. You know, Janie has a very different, you know, skill set than I do. And Tim has a totally different skill set than I do. And it's really neat to see that even within, you know, the umbrella of accounting, we all have very distinct abilities 
abilities that we bring to the table um, that allow us to do our jobs really well. I think Janie is an excellent coach. Um, I've gotten to, you know, see her guide her team and uh, she just has so much fun with them. And that's really, that's really a lot of, uh, a lot of work goes into that. Um, and so that's really neat to see her really shine in that particular area. Uh, for me, one of my favorite parts is, um, being able to kind of teach. I kind of have that teacher streak in me. Um, I think it's a little genetic, um, a little otherwise. I also teach a drama um, on the side. And yeah, I just, I love it. I love seeing the light bulb moment go off for people. And I think that people uh, kind of underestimate how much teaching can happen within the field of accounting. Because again, you're dealing with other people's money and you want them to know what's going on. But if you start throwing around a bunch of, you know, big words, like let's look at your, your, your balance sheet and your profit loss. And let's look at, you know, your, you know, your, your, your prepayments and your, you know, escrow. And like, there's just, there's a lot of language around accounting that can be very, very confusing to people off the bat. And so one of my favorite things is when somebody comes to me with either a problem that needs solved, or I'm coming to them with a question, um, or maybe it's even the software that we're working in. You know, I've had to learn a lot of our softwares, and it turns out other people don't always know the software very well. And so you now have a really unique um, opportunity to kind of come to them and say, hey, this is this is kind of a tough software here, but here's how we do this. Here's how we enter this. Um, here's how you can correct this issue, or here's what I corrected based on something that I noticed, you know, had your name on it. And you're never, you know, throwing it back in their face, but it's really neat to see the teaching opportunities that come out of that. And if you approach it the right way, um, you build a reputation as someone who people enjoy talking to, and they actually enjoy having something explained to them. Um, and that is always just really satisfying to have people walk away and go, oh, oh, that makes total sense. Like I didn't, I didn't ever get that process or I didn't understand why you were doing that. But when you actually take the time to explain it to them and show that you care, that they understand it too, you know, you, they don't need to understand the entire, you know, top to bottom flow of things, but people usually, um, they appreciate, you know, the time that you take to, to actually explain what you're doing and why you're doing to them. And I think that's one of my favorite moments is kind of seeing other people's light bulbs go off and be like, Oh, that makes sense. So that's pretty, that's pretty satisfying. I'd also say along with that, the seeing the light bulb moments go off in the small business owners' minds has been one of the highlights of my job because you frequently, you know, like in the world of small business, the, the owner, the founder has a vision for why they're doing what they're doing for their company, their product, but they don't understand the accounting side or they don't understand it well enough. And it's really frustrating for them. So it causes them big headaches. And so being able to sit down with them and break it down into simple terms um, for example, I like using the shoebox method sometimes. Like if you have, if you, you take all of finance, you can break it down into the shoebox method and say you have three shoeboxes. You have your money coming in shoebox, you have your money going out shoebox, and you have your money that's left over shoebox. And as long as you have money that stays in the money, um, you know, left over shoebox, as long as you have more money coming in than going out, you're good. That's really an oversimplification of everything. Um, my dad used to say that if your outgo exceeds your income, your upkeep becomes your downfall. There's little fun things like that. But it's honestly just breaking like the complexity of accounting down into the simple terms that a business owner can understand and then watching it connect with them. Because when they understand it, that's when I know I've done my job, kind of like Riley was saying. And then I also... There's another thing with accounting, a concept that is taught in all entry-level accounting courses, at least it was in mine, 
And that is the point of accounting is to provide information. So a lot of times, you know, you think that accounting is just keeping track of numbers and there's some truth to that. But if you think about the point behind accounting, it's to provide information to people who are in places to make decisions in companies. And so that puts it in a bit of a different light then, because if the goal of keeping track of numbers is to make decisions, we want to make sure that the numbers are the best representation of what's actually going on so that people who need that information can make good decisions. And so that's something I try to explain to every business owner, everybody that I work with. Um, I try to focus on that. What information do you need? What decisions are you making? And how can we find the information in your accounting records to help you make better decisions? So that's a really fun part of the job because then it becomes customized to every business owner because every, especially in the world of small business, every business is unique. It's different. They have different needs. And so there's going to be different information that, you know, is needed. Um, and then the final thing that I think a lot of people, everybody should know about accounting is that it's like any other job. It is what you make of it. Um, the attitude that you bring to the job will ultimately determine your success. And just choosing a job that has a stereotype of being dry and boring, um, sadly, like accounting has, doesn't put you in that box and say that you have to fit a person, a, a certain personality type or that you're going to turn out this way if you work in this field for too long. You can if you just go with the flow. But if you come in with a great attitude, an attitude to learn, attitude to, to see the adventure in it, to make it exciting, then um, it, it can absolutely be that way. So sounds like Riley and I are on a, at a head-to-head -head competition to make that happen. Sure, Janie's on board with that too, and we'll see what happens. Um, as we wrap up, we usually have the question of what you would say to uh, people who are considering accounting. So we'll get to that in, in a second, but um, I thought it would be appropriate to kind of reel it back to the school days. And um, I know that there are many uh, people right now where there or even um, other students who are looking forward to doing accounting as a class uh, in uh, their undergrad. And so I was wondering, especially since you guys are in the field a little bit now, if you have any tips or any thoughts about uh, going through accounting back uh, doing your undergrad. Uh, any memories from that? Overall, uh, from anyone who is not in the accounting field right now, it's been pretty negative and everyone has just, you know, the whole I survived hell we kind of vibe. Um, <laughs> but yes, thoughts on surviving accounting as class, accounting one and two. I will be honest, I did not take either of those. <laughs> so, kids, if you don't do it. So, you can't be an accountant and you don't have to take the intermediate accounting classes. Mm -hmm. there that's, you go. that's good to hear. I was not aware that was a possibility. I, I can see that's. that's Here at Unbound, we are all about breaking, <laughs> breaking out of the box. <laughs> and if anybody can do it, it's Janie. It's Janie. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, for real. I, I will say my coach, Josh Cohen, uh, told me before I went into the accounting classes, because I was really questioning my life choices. I was like, man, I've heard all this stuff about accounting. Like, is this really a good choice? And he said, take one accounting class. And at the end of that, you'll know whether you want to go on with accounting or not. And so I took his advice took the accounting class. It was the hardest class I ever took. 
And there were so many moments of frustration where I was just so done with it and I just didn't want anything more to do with it. But at the same time, there were so many moments where the pieces started coming together and they made sense. And suddenly I understood another principle and it was like, oh, that's why that works the way it does. And it was those light bulb moments that kept me going and, and pulled me through it, as well as the realization that struggling through an accounting class and working in accounting are really two different things because they really make you break everything down to the nuts and bolts in accounting class. We never really do that in real life because there's tools and software and it's just the process of getting you to understand the principles is that the, uh, you know, the, the whole point of accounting class. So my encouragement to anybody considering taking accounting is try it. Also realize that it's not for everybody. Um, I imagine it's somewhat like statistics or algebra was for me. Still have no idea how I passed those classes. Somehow I did, but I just knew I was not cut out for that. So it's not for everybody. But then at the same time, once you're in it, expect it to be hard, but look for those light bulb moments. If stuff starts coming together and you start grasping the principles, um, hey, accounting class is hard, but you know what? It's really fun when you push through it and you understand it and then you're able to move past that. Yeah, I would absolutely, I would absolutely second that. Um, I do think that after you take your first one, you're going to know whether or not it was something that was hard and good or just hard and hard. And I never want to do that again. <laughs> um, it's usually pretty clear to folks um, once they've done that. But I would say that one of the tips that I often, you know, point people towards uh, when I'm kind of coaching or mentoring through, which by the way, if you are stuck, if you're pulling out your hair, please come talk to me. I love, I love teaching people through accounting one and two. Um, it's one of my favorite things to do in the Unbound community. So please do, do come reach out to me. Um, and I'd love to love to take a look at it with you. But one of the things that I often point people to is don't be afraid to Google. Like sometimes it's a terminology that is just not explained well in a particular course or textbook. Um, occasionally the example that they give you is not well written or it's just you're looking at you're looking at one particular example and you're pulling your hair out over that one. But sometimes if you can just see it from a different perspective and honestly, this is what I do in my job on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, just step outside, see if you can find another perspective, another angle on that particular topic or question or issue. Um, and kind of just don't be afraid to, to step away and look at it from a new angle or have somebody else even take a look at it and say, am I, am I looking at this the right way? Um, cause sometimes you are and sometimes you aren't, but just getting a second set of eyes or a second opinion, um, can be a really helpful way to kind of get through those courses. Uh, those textbooks are pretty intimidating. So don't be afraid to pull out the old Google search, um, and say, what is first in first out method? You know, what's a good example of this? Check YouTube, Khan Academy, um, accountingcoach.com. There's a lot of really incredible resources that exist out there to help break down some of those concepts. Um, so don't be afraid to don't be afraid to to look for them. Um, you're, you're not a failure for jumping outside your textbook, believe me. <laughs> totally. And those are such good points. So you guys heard it here. Uh, if you need any help or thoughts, I mean, if you're a student, I hope you know the different channels and social media. So reach out to Riley. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like get some help with that. Uh, but guys, thank you so, so much for being on and sharing your world a little bit. This was fascinating. Uh, genuinely, I feel like I've learned a little bit more of what you guys do with accounting. And Tim, I love your point. I mean, everyone should really be able to draw some inspiration from a music video and have a music video kind of represent their career. So, you know. High bar for whoever comes on the Pursuit show next time. <laughs>
You might need a whole movie to top that. <laughs> right. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for uh, sharing and being on, and we will see you around in the community. Thanks so thank much. Thank you so much. I appreciate being on here. Thank you. Well, I very much enjoyed listening in on this conversation with three people who I think are very, very interesting accountants, each one of them. Uh, audience, we will let you all decide uh, which of the three is the most interesting, but uh, either way, <laughs> a excellent, excellent conversation. Yes, sir. I will add on a genuine real, real note, uh, Riley already extended that she is willing to help anyone with their accounting class. It is a little different from real life accounting, but it is a thing. So if you are an inbound student, if you are a SEND student working through accounting one or two right now, you are drowning. This is for you. Email us at podcast at beunbound.us. There is an email podcast at beunbound.us. We will connect you with Riley. And she is, again, more than willing to help. Take advantage of that, guys. Uh, along with that, Janie and Riley both work for the same company, as they mentioned in the episode. And we actually got to interview their bosses, uh, the people who founded Profit Coach and their whole organization. It's a fascinating just talk going into uh, their vision, what they do, how they're doing it, and using that to serve the Lord. Go check out episode 71. It's a little bit back. You'll have to dig a little bit. But again, look for Be Unbound Podcast. Just search up Profit Coach episode 71. You will find it. Absolutely. So thank you all, as always, for joining us for this week's episode. Next week, we have an episode of Unbound Conversations where we will be joined by Dan and Carrie Elliott, who are uh, just a very, very amazing couple who have done a lot of really cool things in life. They are uh, Ascend parents, uh, parents of an Ascend student, and they also help with uh, admissions counseling for Unbound. They've been missionaries. They are photographers and videographers. So they have just a wealth of amazing experience to share. You will not want to miss that episode coming out next week. So thank you all, as always, for joining us for this week's episode. And as always, be unbound.